muscles. Welcome back, you guys, to Radically Loving Podcast. I am your host, Lauren, and I am just so, just feeling so, so grateful in this first week of December, the last month of the year. Really let that sit and just sit with me for a moment in this. Because truly, wow. Look at how far you've come. From the beginning of the year to this year. This point in this year, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, from this year to now, almost in a new year, so close. So, how can we choose right now, while we're in this moment, to keep this tender feeling in our hearts and live each day so intentionally? From this point on, if even if there wasn't a moment this year that you lived intentionally, it's all fine. It's all meant to be exactly the way it happens, right? But if there is a time that you can start, it is now. So how can you bring this feeling and just this overall sense of intentionality and just I'm going to make the most of the rest of this year I'm going to make every day count because you know we're not promised tomorrow and how can we live more fully how can we live more radically we can choose today So I just wanted to share a little bit of that love, that love that I'm feeling for this month and just how excited I am for all the new things that are to come for this month and next year, Um, but also to really just celebrate where we are at now and how far we've come and that we are here standing today and choosing choosing now, choosing this current moment to restart, refresh, reframe and choose which way we want to go for the remainder of this year into the years to come. (sighs) Refreshing. I'll speak more to this in my solo reflection episode. But I just wanted to just share that with you. A little love for the beginning of this month really starting this month on a powerful note with this episode you guys this is a new friend of mine but we've been celebrating each other for like a little over a year maybe um at this point um maybe two years celebrating each other over social media and yeah just 
watching each other from the sidelines and just knowing that we were going to cross paths and collaborate. And I'm so excited for you guys to one, hear her message because this is, you know, all of it is spiritual. Everything that we talk about on this podcast is spiritual, but spiritual, but mm, this is, this is, we're getting deeper into the woo. This is such a big part of my heart, part of my soul, you know. A little bit more diving deeper into the spiritual side of things. How can we connect more to our teams and also a little more into the world that and the possibilities and the things that you may experience when you enter this new earth, this world. And one there's so many shifts that happen within the body but then there's the mental aspect and then there's that spiritual underlay and that like overall encompassing feeling that washes over us every day that there's more you know and so when you're when you start this work you'll notice when she speaks about the work that she does um it's really powerful that we can set boundaries and, you know, energetically and physically, um, but definitely energetically because once you start getting into this work is what I was getting to is we are and can be susceptible to spiritual attacks. And so she tells us a little bit about her experience in that and it, it can manifest in so many ways. But the moment you gain control and you set boundaries within your system, you cut cords, you really allow yourself to really be in the space of your energetic field and you know what is allowed in and what is not allowed in and you get to set those boundaries so I just wanted to share that because there there is this piece of spirituality that not everyone speaks about but it's so important to bring the darkness into the light and that's a lot of what we talk about because I truly believe that Elizabeth is such a beacon for that she is one such an incredible business mentor but she also just holds such a light and love frequency that anything that she brings up she doesn't allow it to have power over her right It's choosing to acknowledge and not bypass and truly allow things to be. And then we can look at it, see it for what it is, and then bring it to the light and let it go, release it. So I'm just, this conversation, it just, yeah, it it is one I'm extremely excited about one because she is just such a special soul and I I feel very kindred spirits um we even have we found out in the episode that we even have the same moon and rising signs so I mean sorry sun and rising signs so yeah I feel very um yeah like we have a lot in common very um kindred souls for sure i'm so excited for you guys to hear her magic and just be in this conversation with us and hmm, 
just get ready to feel the light codes and allow yourself to go there with us into the dark but then back into the light and she gives us such powerful tools and she is such a powerful um guide um so if you ever get a chance to work with her gosh like so so powerful she's incredible um and i'll go more into what she is doing in this world but i really want also the episode to speak for itself so i'm not gonna go too far into all that Elizabeth Rose is a transformational coach and conscious business mentor for new paradigm leaders, lightworkers, and way showers. She is passionate about empowering the inner brilliance within each and every individual that stems from a deep connection with the soul and supporting people in peeling back the layers of conditioning and potentiality and channeling that into a business that amplifies more love in the world. She believes that conscious business is a tangible tool that can transform the planet and that together, our compounded light unleashed in the world will create a new paradigm rooted in love, liberation, and prosperity for all. So I'm just so honored for you guys to hear the magic of Elizabeth Rose, or as you may know her, the Adeptus. Here you guys go. Enjoy. Love you so much, sweet friends. And we're off. All right, you guys. I have a beautiful soul in front of me right now. And I know that the moment she starts talking, you will feel the elegance and grace and pure, pure magic that is within this being. And I'm so honored to have her in front of me right now. This is Elizabeth and I'm so excited. How are you? I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and just really grateful to be on your podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. How is your heart today? That's really funny that you asked that because (laughs) I feel like I was literally just telling Danielle, my partner, that I feel like my heart is going through like a huge healing right now. Um, I'm kind of feeling like a lot of people are actually experiencing that right now. Um, But literally for the last week, my heart has been kind of like tense and also kind of racing a little bit, but I can feel that it's, I've been setting a lot of intentions and doing a lot of specific things. And I'm like, oh, I feel like there's a big clearing that's happening in my heart right now. So yeah, that's how my heart is. (laughs) Holding you so sweetly here and yeah, I, I feel I feel that tenderness as well, this healing energy. And yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Before we dive into what you are creating in this world and what you are sharing with so many, I would love to dive into your inner child and I would love to get to know more about 
what she is like, who she was and how she is within you today. All of it, all the magic. I feel like everything that we're talking about is so aligned right now. I'm like, oh, I was just writing about that the other day. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I actually just read the book. I don't know if you've read it. It's the, um, by, it's called how to do the work. Um, it's, um, you know, I've done inner child work before and, and gotten in touch with my inner child, but I feel like I was ready to revisit all of that. And this book was a really nice way to do that. So I've just been in that space a lot recently. Um, but Yeah, I feel like, you know, my inner child is very, just like really bright um, and very excited. Um, And I feel like I'm definitely just with everything I just shared with my heart, as well as the inner child stuff, I feel like I'm bringing her back in, in a stronger way. Um, I feel like there's parts of me that have felt, um, like dead inside is the best way I can put it kind of, um, yeah, like they've been turned off and I, um, the last couple of months have been really about like seeing the ways that I haven't been fully alive, um, And then reconnecting to my inner child and being like, I feel like she was so alive, so excited, like crazy and just like bright and happy and, you know, always really like uplifting the room and the energy and through, you know, just life and conditioning parts of her got afraid and afraid to share that part of herself and afraid to be too much or to speak out of line or whatever. And so I've really been working with bringing her back in because I feel like, yeah, she just has a really like bright energy. Um, yeah. Oh, she sounds so beautiful. <laughs> see her just beaming out of you right now as you speak about her yeah. and I would love to go into if there were times in your life where you felt disconnected from that version of yourself, maybe a story or yeah, just something that comes apart right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many times, um, yeah, you know, I think that it's interesting to witness how even with, you know, having tools, you know, I've, I feel like I've been deeply spiritual my whole life, but, you know, it was in, I think 2015 when I really started to find my own path and really pull in different practices and things. And all of that's been immensely supportive, but, you know, sometimes I even reflect on like, well, there's always more, there's always deeper layers to go into, but even despite all of those beautiful tools and practices, like, I feel like bringing your inner child in and 
you know, opening your heart up to the world and sharing yourself in a really uninhibited way, like your inner child does, that's a practice in and of itself. And I feel like even despite having those practices, like, I don't feel like I've lived, I'm really in a process with that right now, like really opening my heart to the world, which feels like, um, kind of re, um, restoring that like innocence and purity that is the inner child that I feel like I didn't even realize was, was still very much suppressed. Um, so, so to answer your question, I feel like that's, that's actually really like where I'm at in my path right now is like really giving her the space to, to come through. Like I literally a month ago just made a playlist for my inner child and I had never done something like that before. So it's just interesting timing. Cause I feel like I'm really intentionally like bringing that back in and like restoring restoring like this purity and this innocence and this, um, kind of, you know, just this joy around life, which I think, you know, too, just with the way that the world is like, we have to be really intentional about maintaining that and giving, creating space for that to come through because it's easy to, to be influenced by the energy, even if it's subtle, um, and, and not be connected to that, even if you're not, you know, so far down into all of it, like it's easy to take on a lot of that, I think, and kind of, you know, become a little bit callous. And so I'm really working on just like choosing to be alive because that's why we're here. And that to me feels like what my inner child is teaching me. So I'm very much in that process. <laughs> yeah, that's so perfect. And it is that that deep, deep vulnerability and that remembering. And it's just, it's wild because I, I think the, one of the first ways that I found you was through like a pretty heavy subject. And that was very connected to my heart. Um, and it's just so beautiful and perfect, the timing of it all and how we have these moments where we have to, and we know that we have to share the darker side so that we can bring light to it and, and really bring that awareness of things that are happening in the world. But then also to come back and remember that, like, there are so many times where we are in that for so long, that sharing. And I know I am in that more than not sometimes. And I had to come back to my heart as well and just be like, it's like, it's time to just play and it's time to just like live on this earth right now because there, there is darkness. And as much as we can share it, like we also need to know that we have to live now as well yeah. and not yeah. in that. Definitely. Appreciate yeah. your vulnerability as well with what you have shared and what you do share. It's so important and crucial, but I also you're so perfect for this because you are such a light and you bring such a gentle and yeah, just like I was saying, graceful and elegant way of bringing the darkness to the light. And that is, I feel like such a huge part of your mission. And yeah, yeah. thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's always, I feel like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the goddess Kuan Yin, mm. 
um, she's the goddess of compassion, but that's, um, yeah, I work with her a lot. And to me, that's like the energy that I'm always aspiring to bring more into my life. And I, I, I appreciate your reflection because sometimes I feel like, you know, I, I do feel like my, my highest self is this really graceful, compassionate, like motherly energy. And then also like we're multidimensional, you know, feminine beings. And I am always, you know, finding that balance between, um, like letting all these parts of myself be expressed and also staying true to that, like compassionate, loving motherly energy, because I think sometimes I can be, sometimes I'll have like a lot of fire and intensity come through, which, and it's always like walking that line of like, okay, is that my truth? Or is that like me being really activated right now? And I don't need to express myself in that way. Um, but, but all that to say, I, I appreciate that reflection. And I, um, yeah, I think that the, the, the medicine, like when it's, I think that bringing in our inner child and the medicine of like, how can I just anchor in love right now is, as you know, um, kind of simple or basic as that may sound like that is the medicine right now, because the, like everything else, it's either you're rooted in love or you're rooted in fear. And if you don't subscribe to the agendas that are rooted in fear, then the the only way to shift the energy on, on the planet is to be a stand for love. We can't just keep talking about the, the stuff we don't like, or, cause I feel like that's starting to like be heavy energy on all of us just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And it's like, okay, now it's like shift gears. Like we just need to anchor in love and like, we can keep our arms open to like whomever and whatever wants to come into that experience. But like, I, I feel like there's this, um, kind of like stronger separation that's taking place and not from a divided space, but like from a, you know, we just need to fully choose this frequency, this love frequency, like not hanging out in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we need to choose to anchor in this frequency. Like this stuff is going to continue to unfold. And so I feel like this re restoring of the inner child and our innocence and our purity and this like genuine pure love frequency is like, that's, that's the vibe. Like, it's all we need. It's all we need. <laughs> love. I was talking to another friend yesterday about it. It was, it's this true message of like, we got to step away from this conditional love BS that is going yeah. around because it's just been around for too long. Like it's time, yeah. time to come into the unconditional to no longer box people in and to allow everyone to share exactly in their truest essence. And also really uplift people so that they can see their truest essence, I think is maybe actually one of the challenging parts. Some people don't even know what that is. And yeah. And I, again, it is that inner child work that's coming back home and just all the work, all the work that we do, um, that you do. And you're such a beautiful example of someone who definitely integrates and 
goes into those shadows and comes out on the other end and shares and you go through those processes um sort of like a like an experimenter mm-hmm. and you kind of like yeah you just go through it and then you show it you are a way shower and you're, yeah. you're such a guy <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> of course um, how do you connect today with your inner child? I, I know you said you have a playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I have a playlist, which I was just listening to. Um, and I feel like uh, connecting to my inner child has now become like an everyday relationship that I'm cultivating. And, um, you know, I used to think that healing meant that once you healed something, it was just gone and like you healed it and then you're over it. And I found that the more and more that I do, uh, it's not necessarily that these things are gone, but rather the relationship that we have with them changes and we learn how to more quickly and with more compassion, like usher those things back into love. So I feel like as it pertains to the inner child, like, you know, there's these wounds and things that we've experienced and they might get brought up. They might get brought up every day. They might, then they might get brought up every week or whatever, but the time that it takes to acknowledge it, see it, you know, talk to that part of yourself and alchemize that back into love gets to shorten. And so right now I feel like, you know, I used to think like, oh, I, well, I talked to my inner child and I thought we like cleared that up. And it's like, no, (laughs) it's an ongoing relationship that that's where I'm at now of just realizing, like, just like with my shadow or my ego or whatever, these parts of ourselves and, and my soul, like all of these facets of our being, it's like, they're a part of us and, and we get to have a relationship to them. So right now it's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really just working on having those consistent conversations and, and when things do arise, like going straight into asking that part of myself, like what she's feeling, what she needs. Um, and also just making it, making her aware that I'm aware of her, because I think that that's ultimately what our inner child probably needs the most is like this acknowledgement, just like to know that they're actually seen versus, um, you know, just continuing to push through and, and not acknowledging that part of ourselves. So I think that that's like, that's where I'm currently at. Um, and then also just like finding ways to continue to like come alive, like come alive in my expression, because as we know, children, no matter who they are, they have that liveliness and that light and that like zest for life. And I feel like that's, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm working on in my life now is like, what are things that like really make me feel alive? And like, I'm just in the energy of joy and love and connection. Cause that's, I feel like what our inner child wants the most and probably didn't get you know, especially like our emotional and spiritual needs met, um, 
for most of us, I think. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. And yeah, I love just that note of just even acknowledging the inner child is eons and waves of healing for us because it is kind of like when we aren't, it is that abandonment that maybe that the child you experienced and that self-abandonment and it's like, it's happening over and over again. We Mm -hmm. don't give ourselves alone time or we don't give ourselves that time to really scream and let ourselves feel those emotions that are coming up. And yeah, Yeah. like it, it feels like when they aren't being seen that inner feeling of abandonment and whatever else that you had gone through, we have gone through, it just comes back up again it's just this reappearing and yeah just acknowledging the sweet sweet souls that are within us they're just so pure and just yeah just want to be seen that's all (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah I feel like I've learned through that experience that there's so many ways that I feel like we attempt to get our needs met and be seen in a really unconscious way. And it's so subtle. It's probably coming a lot of times from an an innocent place, but I, I know for me, like that's been a huge shift that I've seen in having a relationship with my inner child of like, Oh, like I was actually outsourcing that in the external world, trying to get it from something else. And I didn't even know I was doing that. And I feel like now there's like this pause of like, okay, do I really need to say that or post that or whatever the thing is, or is that actually, I just need to see myself. Like, do I just need to see myself, (laughs) not try and get seen, you know, um, which is a constant practice. (laughs) Yeah, your child will be like, I'm going to be seen if yeah. we do that, right? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful, though. I honor you in that journey and that expression. And I'm with you in that, too. It's still every day something comes up, and I'm like, some days I react, and some days I'm like, okay, like, what? Okay, let's go. Let's go yeah. hang out. Let's go yeah. something together. Yeah. Totally. Constant <laughs> practice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now that we know about this sweet soul that lives within you and is you, uh, we would love to know what you are creating today and who you are in the world, what you are sharing with the world, and really what you want to bring in to people that you that cross paths with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and and I love the way that you began the podcast. By the way, so. Um, I think that that's a really beautiful way to bring awareness to like these other parts of ourselves. And I, I think that, you know, maybe many people still don't even know that they have an inner child or that that part of themselves is wanting to be acknowledged. And I think that it's beautiful the way that you're weaving that into your podcast. So just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah, so my uh, my mission is really around this new paradigm that I feel we're all, um, you know, if you're listening to this or, you know, I know you, it's like 
I feel like we all came here to co-create together in this, in this higher frequency. Um, and so I really believe that, you know, when we talk about the golden era or the new paradigm or the new earth, like it exists in, it exists in us. And it's something that we are here to cultivate and, and also, um, disown the parts of ourselves or, or not the parts of ourselves, but rather the conditioning that we've picked up that never was us to begin with. Um, and, and really anchoring in what we came here to anchor in. And the primary way that I am passionate about teaching that is through business, because I really believe that, you know, our businesses are like this extension of, of us. They're a way for us to essentially, you know, I see it like I see the value in creating businesses from a space of internal overflow versus trying to get something from, from the external, but rather like I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about like the personal alchemy. So the inner work and, and, you know, meeting our inner child and, um, you know, building that foundation, that foundational relationship with ourselves. But then from there, it's like the more and more that you pour into yourself, it is our human nature to want to contribute to the world. Like in our highest expression, that is our nature is to contribute. And so I really see businesses like contribution portals, like they're a way for us to, to put something out into the world and, and, and simultaneously be frequency holders as these, you know, new paradigm beings as people who came here to really build and create and, and exist in a new way. Um, so I really see first and foremost, like our job is to hold frequency, hold these higher frequencies of love, of joy, of truth, of light, of connection, of unity. And then from there, like it's, it's, it's our, it's our nature to want to create like love and action is creation. So then what, what can you create from that space? And then that gets to be a, 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 an access point where others, if they, if they resonate with that frequency, if they want to calibrate to more of that particular frequency that you hold. And I believe we all have these different um, frequencies that we're here to hold these different spaces that we're meant to lean into and kind of, uh, traverse and gain wisdom and master like every single one of us, not just some of us. So then our businesses get to be the way in which people can experience that. So I'm really passionate about, you know, some people don't like the word business, especially like some of the people who take my courses who are like really identify as like, you know, being a light worker. And that's like, that even feels like too kind of restrictive or old paradigm, but, you know, to, to really ground some of this stuff into the, into the 3d it's like, you know, money and business are tools to create the new. And I really believe that as, you know, souls who came here to be a stand for a different way, it is our responsibility in a sense, maybe not all of us, maybe not all of us feel this call, but for the ones that do, I feel a responsibility to actually master the world of, 
of money and business so that we can, so that we can actually transmute the energy that of like greed and control and manipulation and all that into service, into love, into prosperity for more people, because money in the hands of people who are connected to the heart is going to, is going to lead to prosperity for more people. Like naturally, people like us want to help other people rise, right? We're not here to dominate over people. It's about helping others rise. So my passion is really around this new paradigm reality, this kind of golden era reality and recognizing that it actually exists within every single one of us. And it's something that we get to devote to cultivating. And then from that space, creating businesses that allow us to to share that in, in whatever way resonates with us. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important, the work that you're doing and yeah, it's so, so divine and so needed because yeah, it's, it's our turn to take back our power to take back and allow abundance and our financials and our businesses to work with us yeah and not like against us and like or yeah. us like constantly striving for that next thing it can just all be like one coinciding beautiful masterpiece and that is exactly what you are teaching people and yeah. that is so much more than just the job just the money it's really this full being this full whole package. It's the whole package. That is what creates an aligned business and aligned financial status and an aligned being. It's you're doing incredible work and you go by the adeptist on Instagram. Do you want to (laughs) share a little bit of what that means to you and the frequency that holds? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So the adeptist is, um, the definition of an adeptist is like a skilled alchemist. And so, um, I've always resonated with the word alchemist, but, um, an adeptist is like a highly skilled alchemist. And so, you know, I actually, uh, rebranded my business that name while I was still actually a product-based business. Um, and who knew that that would actually encode like a whole other layer of the, of the business morphing into what it is now. But, um, to me, the adeptist is really invoking this energy of like, we came here to alchemize darkness into light or alchemize led into gold and really understanding our power as creators and also understanding the power that love has to transmute literally anything into its highest value. And so whether that's, you know, experiences that you've been through that are, that were challenging and perhaps even traumatizing or whatever that you then extract the gold from the wisdom from, and, and it, and it, propels you into whatever space you're meant to serve others in, or, you know, um, the current circumstances of the world, like there's, there's multiple ways to relate to that. There's multiple ways to use that energy. And it's like, really, I believe like we came here to, 
to be alchemists of light and to to use frequency to transmute and to realize that frequency is really everything and once you understand that you realize like nothing really has power over you so you can literally transmute anything through through the through the heart through love through powerful intention and so that's really to me what the adeptist is and and what I'm passionate about re-inspiring in people it's so perfect and yeah you are truly a beautiful example of radically loving and I feel like that is this whole even just this new paradigm like business coach that you are that feels very radical too (laughs) in such a love-based perspective like you're just helping others just see the magic within them and the magic that they can create and yeah it's just so perfect and I'm so so (laughs) here you're just so beautiful I would love to dive into if there have been any specific times in your life or a specific time in your life that sticks out as the most impactful Mm. (sighs) yeah definitely (laughs) um there's definitely been a lot of them. What one wants to come through? Let's see. <laughs> um, no rush. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, Yeah. So this is the one that's coming through. I'm just going to trust it. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, I, 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 it was in like 2015 where I really began to dive deeper into my, into specific practices and find kind of my own spiritual path. Um, but I hadn't really, you know, I had definitely done some some personal healing on myself, but I think I wasn't really scratching the, the depths of, you know, what was there, of course, and, and all in divine timing. And, um, it was, let's see, 20, 2019. Yeah. It was right before 2020. So it was very interesting timing. It was, it was actually around this time right now in 2019. Um, I was at a concert in LA and I had, and mind you, at this point I was still doing my product-based business, which were herbal blends, which were beautiful. Um, But I kind of had this, I had this idea that, you know, I was going to grow and scale this product-based company. And then, you know, I've always known intuitively, like I'm a healer. I studied holistic healing as my college um, and, you know, interned with Ayurvedic practitioners and herbalists. And that, that was my path for many years. Um, But then as I started to put energy into this product-based business, you know, it became about being this like, you know, more of like this kind of CEO energy versus like this healer type of energy that feels more, um, you know, I have both, but I felt like that part of me 
you know, less and less, it was becoming less and less and less expressed. So um, in 2019, I was at this concert and um, I, it immediately we arrived and it felt the energy felt really, really heavy. This was before we even got out of the car. Um, my partner and I actually got into like a really weird fight that didn't actually feel like us. And now in retrospect, I realize like, you know, I'm like, oh, I think we were actually, there was like psychic attack, attack type stuff happening and just like really, really dark energy. Um, but we didn't, we couldn't really, we were in it. Like we weren't really able to depict it or, or to really like name it. I mean, define it. So, and this was also before I fully, like, I didn't fully understand. I kind of had a knowing of who I was, but I didn't understand like what the fullness of why I'm here at this time. So then we, we went into the concert and the whole time, like I was like not enjoying myself. And this was an artist that I had seen before and was really excited to see. Um, I, I actually ended up like throwing up because of the energy. It wasn't, you know, about being intoxicated. I literally threw up from the energy, which was very weird for me. Like I was like, what is going on? I started crying at a certain point. I just was like, <laughs> sometimes I, when I'm talking about it, I'm like, like, why didn't I just leave? What was I thinking? But obviously it was all meant to happen. Um, and then we were leaving the concert and this man approached us and um, started talking to us and asked us if we wanted to go to this after party for the concert. And it was like the perfect situation where I entertained the conversation because um, we had actually gone to this artist's after party when when she performed in Denver in Colorado. And it was like amazing, like truly like my partner and I still are like, that was like one of the best nights of our life. Like it was so fun. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, cool. They're like, I'm talking to this person. And Danielle was like steps ahead and she was, she's like, doesn't really have the energy to give to people sometimes. So I'm like, you know, I'm like entertaining the conversation. And then I look around and I realize what's happening and what, what my intuition and what I observed was happening was very much like a setup of like a kidnapping or abduction. And it felt very like human trafficking esque. Like it felt very like, Oh shit. Like, and so, um, that was a huge wake up call for me. Um, I saw like this fan pull around and it was just like very clear. I felt like my psychic abilities came online, like stronger than they'd ever had in like an incredibly powerful way, but also in a way where I, I could see, like I was seeing through the van and I like, was like, oh my God, like I, it was like, it clicked and I was caught up to Danielle and I was like, we need to leave. Like we need to get out of here. And that night, it's really interesting. It goes to show like we are all living in our own realities because that night was deeply, deeply traumatizing for me. And I've since worked through that a lot. Um, but Danielle was, you know, 10 feet ahead and didn't experience any of it. You know, like that experience was something my soul called in 
to, to, to show me something. And so I was really, really in a dark space for like months after that. And I also knew like, okay, wow, um, this is, this is, this didn't happen just because like this, this happened to, to invite me into something, to heal something, but it was certainly not something that I could prematurely extract the lessons from. Like, it was like, nope, you get to learn how to feel and be in, in it and also really understand the mechanism that is trauma because I feel like it gave me a direct experience as, you know, an adult to be like, oh, that's what trauma does to witness myself going into a, into a, into a trauma response. That's like, wow, like that's, that's what's happening when we talk about trauma. Right. Um, and obviously there's, there's degrees of trauma for me, that particular experience, the way I interpreted it was it created a a massive trauma. Like I was really, really like, I was convinced for months that I was being followed, that I was being tracked. I couldn't remember if I gave the person my number. So I was like constantly anxious about like, oh my God, like, do they know where I am at all times? And it felt like all of this stuff around, um, And it's funny because in high school, I used to, um, I used to give presentations about human trafficking to the, to the student body. I was really, really passionate about exposing it and, um, people weren't really receptive. It was a lot for people. And I didn't really understand that. Like, I didn't understand why people couldn't get behind it in the way that I was, Um, and I would, you know, show like clips of stuff. And I was like, really trying to like, you know, highlight to people like what's going on, like right under our noses. It's not something that's far out. It's happening, you know, down the street. So I was really passionate about highlighting that, but people, um, people, it didn't really feel like something that people would ever be able to engage in a conversation with me about. And so at a certain point, I kind of shut off that kind of um, like activist part of myself. Like I just felt like I saw too much of the darkness in the world that no one could really relate to or wanted to have a conversation about. And so I just decided, well, I guess I just know about these things and human trafficking is just an example of one, but there were many things that I felt like I could see and, 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 and perceive even like real experiences of them, like in my surroundings. And I didn't really feel like anyone could meet me there or have a conversation or figure out how we could help. So I just kind of shut that part of myself off. And so when that happened, I was like, oh my God, like, wow. That, and part of why I knew that it was human trafficking related is because I had studied human trafficking. Like I studied kind of like the warning signs, like how this stuff goes on, like, you know, the whole operation. And it was just wild to be like witnessing it. And then to, we leave the situation. Um, and we were, we were fine, but it, for a while, it made me feel like I had no control. Like at any moment, something could happen at any moment. Someone who was, um, presumably more powerful than me could take advantage of me. And what I realized in that experience is this was not, 
about the trauma of that moment. It's a trauma of lifetimes of experiencing those types of experiences. Um, it made me realize why I was so passionate about the topic of human trafficking since I was like 12. Um, I just know my soul's been very much involved in that, um, in something that's honestly been happening on the planet for thousands of years. And so I, it took a while to get to a space of being able to actually really go into it. But, um, for me, a huge, a huge aspect of my healing did, was plant medicines, um, and they gave me the space to actually, actually face these really deep subconscious layers. Um, but, but the divine timing of that in November of 2019 was that, you know, who knew that in 2020, all of this stuff would start to be uprooted. And what I feel like that situation really gave me a lot of insight into was like, Oh, you know, um, one, like, I, I do believe that, uh, light workers are often souls who have been more impacted by things like human trafficking in past lives or potentially in this lifetime as well. Um, I realized that those memories of, that were more in my body and in my soul were very much controlling me in the subconscious my entire life. And I was very afraid of, um, the abuse of power and the, the unknown and, you know, had many moments that I was then able to reflect on as a kid where I just was, um, I felt very vulnerable around men and, um, just, and I would try to express that to people and like express it to my parents and they didn't understand. So that was, you know, something that needed to be healed and cleared so that I could restore that relationship and also restore the relationship with my own like divine masculine energy as well. Um, I realized like, oh my gosh, like, like my intuition was like, like lighting up that entire night. And I just, I didn't even think to, to acknowledge that. Um, I saw how like we can so easily, if we're not protecting our energy and if we're unconscious in any way, like we can be psychically attacked, especially in environments that are, that are darker environments when you're anchoring in a lot of energy and, and higher frequency. But if you're not aware, like if you're aware, you're, you're totally fine and you can then be conscious of that and, and you know, you're a sovereign being and you can't, you're not affected. But at that time I didn't have boundaries at all or energetic boundaries really. And then, you know, I realized like that experience is what gave way for me to remember and really, um, more unapologetically anchor into who my soul is and who I came here to be as, um, what I kind of resonate with is like a new paradigm activist, <laughs> um, and, you know, a light worker and, you know, um, just someone who's been aware for a long time of these, of these darker realms and also realize that I can't let myself be stuck in that. Like, I think I was living a lot of my life in kind of that inner medium, like, um, 
you know, what you might say, like, is the 4D. It's like, you're really aware of like a lot of these things, but you're kind of stuck in this. You're kind of stuck. You're, you're like, you're not actually over here. You may not be here. And so I always kind of felt like, where do I belong? Like, I don't, I don't under, like, I just feel like I'm not here and I'm not here. Um, so it just really was a catalyst to waking me up to who I was. And then also like to follow, to be honest, like the last two years have been like the deepest shadow work and the deepest like healing work that I've ever done. Um, and I feel like I'm getting to a point now where it's like, all right, Elizabeth, it's time to like move forward and integrate, integrate. Like you got to get out of the like shadows and that's where like re-inspiring the inner child and coming alive again, like all of those things are really in my field right now and what I'm working with. But that gave way to probably like the deepest healing that I've ever done and, and past life healing and realizing how much fear I was holding in my body that I was unconscious of and working with sacred plant medicines and just like, yeah, just clearing and healing so that I can actually anchor in authentically anchor in like these higher frequencies versus like, you know, of course, you know, what we, what we hear of and what people speak of, of like, you know, bypassing. I don't really think that you can bypass when you're authentically on a a path of growth, but I wasn't ready to deal with that stuff until that moment. And that moment gave way to like the deepest, deepest energy and, and healing work that I've ever done. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. And because it, it sheds light on, I mean, that's a part of how I started following you. Um, so I'm so grateful for you sharing your voice in that experience that you experienced and just your passion behind this horrible thing that is going on and yeah, bringing light to it. And yeah, I just so honor you for that experience. I feel like we have very similar paths also like in so many ways (laughs) also to have had a similar experience and you know nothing happened but I could I had that like that psychic download like right then like kind of like it was like this like that little whole like wave that comes over your body where you're just like I don't know like this is something is wrong about this situation like we gotta go um, yeah. so I've been there 100% and it's so scary. And so to bring light to that, to anyone who has experienced that or worse, and those who are in it, it's just so important to acknowledge this topic because it still, still is like not really spoken about even when it was yeah. more prevalent. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so important. and yeah, I just honor you for sharing that and yeah, wow. It's, yeah. Thank you. That's a journey. And it, isn't it wild? Like what can bring us to these places and where we are at now, really these transformational moments. It's, it's part of us. We all have that (laughs) that story. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think that, you know, um, obviously I'm a huge believer in like everything is happening for us. And I don't, I think that that, that situation gave me an experience of like, 
I knew that I, I, but I, I experienced how we also can't prematurely tell ourselves that and, and really, you know, live in that, in that reality and unless we like move through it. And that was like a space where I feel like I developed a lot of compassion for people who have experienced, you know, even greater, um, trauma than that, because I realized like a lot of days after that was as if like all of the light, all of the love, all of the, like everything felt like it was sucked out of my life. Like, um, you know, I couldn't even be in a room by myself for a while. Like, and so, um, I think that that really taught me a lot about, you know, trauma and how we are living in a, a a really, really traumatized world. And like the more that you peel back your own layers of conditioning and experiences and the contrast of like how much people are existing from that space. And, and even us who've done so much healing, like we have trauma in our bodies, lifetimes and our, you know, from that have been our experiences and that of our ancestors. And, you know, I think this is why we're going to see so many people stepping into spaces of being healers and mentors and teachers and coaches and what have you. And I know that a lot of people sometimes have, um, you know, I think there's, there's, there's lots of different perspectives about people stepping into those roles, but ultimately I believe that it's of the highest good. It's not to say that everyone that you cross paths with is going to be of integrity, but for those that are like, this is, this is the most important thing right now. Like we, we've got to realize that there's a life and there's um, there's life beyond our trauma. And, and it's, it's so important that we, yeah, we, we look at these parts of ourselves and we create safe spaces for our communities and for our friends and for our brothers and sisters and for whomever to like really meet themselves in these spaces so that they can like not have power over us anymore. And I feel so grateful for the people who have held me in, spaces where I could actually meet those parts of myself in love because we also, you know, we, we need one another and I don't usually use the word need, but we need one another to really heal and transform. And, um, I think that's the other thing that we were really needing to move back into is, is true community. Like we heal in community, we heal through love and, you know, when I was moving through that trauma, I didn't, I couldn't move through it on my own. I couldn't like, I, I chose the route of plant medicine and a a trusted person who was holding that space without her and without the medicine. I don't think I would have moved through it. I needed, I needed that space and I needed someone who, who, you know, it happened to be that the facilitator had gone through a lot of very similar experiences, So I needed someone who had moved through those experiences 
made peace with them and could hold that space for me to actually realize I was, I was safe now and I was okay. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, that is why it's so important. And I think in the coming years, like we're going to see more of like returning to community in a more powerful way. Like there's two ways that, that, that I feel like we're kind of operating. There's, there's going to be there's going to be ways that people are going to opt into more separation and more dehumanization and more disconnection. But then the contrast is going to be just as strong because, because that's how polarity works. So we're, we're the ones who get to then be like, okay, well, well, how do we counteract that? We move into more community. We move into more love. We reconnect with nature in a more powerful way. We, we support one another even more. We love each other even more. We disown, uh, you know, scarcity and lack and separation and fear. And we choose these higher frequencies through, through love and through healing and through, you know, obviously not skipping through anything, but like, I think that that's um, like, we need each other. Like we need community. We need to come together and, and hold space for, for everyone's transformation, not from a space of, you know, hierarchy or gurus or anything like that, but in true union and community. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It's, it is this missing piece that we've had. We've had little pockets tastes of it for so long um and then in like previous lives and you know we've had like bigger moments of it right where we've seen that energy and felt that but yeah it's just so important it's gonna be so cool to just see that happen and it is unfolding it's unfolding right before our eyes so yeah yeah it's it's gonna be so impactful for so many and I think yeah, this is the missing link. This is the collaboration instead of that separation. It's, it's remembering that we can do like, we like, like as a club, we can do this together. Like we don't have not an and or situation, like that beautiful part, like we have so much capacity in here to hold it so much and really like we can share it. We can so share it and hold it in and be selfish about it. Right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. It's, it's so perfect. And yeah, I just honor the work you're doing and yeah, the work that you're bringing your people together, communities and where you're moving in the coming years, like so much community is there and it's just going to be beautiful to see the pockets of community that bounce around all over the world. But I mean, it's beautiful to see it in the U S just to there it's happening and we are creating, creating it right before our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really beautiful. I think that's like what we get to choose to lean into and give our energy to, um, Cause as we know, what we give our energy to is what grows. And I think that it's time for a lot of us to stop giving our energy to like the drama of what's going on. Cause then we just keep ourselves like, um, it's like we have cords that are attached to that paradigm. And it's like, at some point you gotta like, just choose the other, like choose the opposite, (laughs) like just disconnect because that's then what will grow you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. We are now to the point where we have a little rapid fire section. So this is also not very fast. However, fast. <laughs> if you want to answer quickly, perfect. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> what lights you up? <clears throat> um, I feel like what lights me up the most is teaching. Um, I, yeah, I love to share. I love to really, it's like, it's teaching, but it's really like reflecting people's light back to them. Like that's what it is for me. And I feel that when I teach, um, I just feel like a higher energy is fully comes through me. That's beyond like my human, human self that I then get to experience in that space that I feel like whoever's in that space is ultimately what's drawing that out. And that feels like a gift to me, but then it gets to be a gift for everyone. And it's just like, to me, that's one of the most powerful ways to experience the divine. And so, yeah, that's definitely the, that lights me up the most. So magical. So important. Yeah. What are your favorite daily practices or things that you would love to choose? Like just like the favorite things that stick out in your mind, like, um, morning practice or like throughout the day. Yeah. Anything that you just are like, love it. Gotta have it. <laughs> Need it. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, hmm. honestly, like, I feel like it's always changing channeling, like Christ consciousness, like, um, you know, working with like certain goddess archetypes, like anything like really kind of next level <laughs> spiritual, like I, I call it like the new human, like anything that's kind of like pulling out that kind of new human archetype is, I just feel like that in taking that is something that like is especially right now feels like a non-negotiable for me because I feel like I just get so lit up and inspired by, um, being like, yeah, like, yes, like that is who I am. Okay. Like, let's do it. Like, I just feel really good about that. Um, I love like, you know, dancing and it's interesting. Cause like I said, I'm kind of, I'm coming out of like a really internal, like shadow phase. And so, I'm like, yeah, what are those things that I love to do? <laughs> but that's, that's the intention with this move and just like really kind of like getting back out into the world in a more powerful way. So like, I love dancing. I love, um, you know, I, I actually really love like community fitness classes and like, especially spin classes, um, like where the lights are off, you know, the music, all of that, that's definitely something I love. And, um, yeah, I love cooking. I'm like, have a lot of cancer in my chart. So, um, cooking and, um, honestly like preparing meals for loved ones and friends is like a big, a big thing for me. And then I would say the last thing is like creating beauty. Like I love design and I love like beautiful spaces and just expression through beauty. Um, and that's something that I'm constantly desiring to work into my life more because I feel like that's actually like very much a, a higher self expression that sometimes I, I'll forget about, but it's, it always brings me like, it's like time and space falls away. And I'm like, Oh, I just like 
you know, redecorated our entire home and like made five flower bouquets and cooked dinner. Cool. Okay. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) so yeah. Uh, I used to not think of myself as an artist because like drawing and painting what you're taught is like art when you're a kid, I like wasn't good at. And so I kind of just ruled that part of myself out. And in the more recent years, I feel like I've learned like, oh no, like you're just an artist in a different way. Like you create beauty in a different way. And so for me, that's like something that I feel like I'm constantly, um, just bringing into my day to day. And it feels like that. I honestly feel like that's like the higher self-expression of me is if I'm creating beauty, beauty and like nourishment. So food and beauty, (laughs) like that's when like a higher energy I feel like is channeled through me so yeah so beautiful (laughs) what are you reading lately yeah so um I am currently reading a book which I'm actually doing um a 27 day like activation for um for whomever it's free but um I felt like I wanted to share it with everyone where we're going to move through the book together but it's called channeling the council of light, um, by, I think her name is Melanie Baker, something like that. Um, it's not what I expected it to be, but it's a, it's a, it's just like a massive activation the whole time. It's like, um, very much like you are, you're being invited to kind of like visualize the whole time. Um, So it's kind of interesting to read and then do the activation, but it's, it's so powerful. And especially like, it's just a massive, like I've been just receiving like huge, huge, huge upgrades from it. So I definitely recommend it. I love that. I will. I'm totally going to check that out as well. Uh, I would love to (laughs) check out this activation portal that you're creating this little book. (laughs) I love it. Do you know your sun, moon and rising? Yeah. So, um, I'm a cancer sun. I am, um, an Aries moon and a Libra rising. Oh my gosh. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I knew you were a cancer. We've, we've kind of like bonded over that yeah. <laughs> a little bit, both cancers. Yeah. Um, but I am also an Aries moon. Oh, it's really funny because you were talking about, you love like the beauty in things as well. And I was like, Oh, that's the, I was like thinking, I was like, she's got Libra in her chart. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have quite a bit of Libra, quite a bit of cancer and a a decent amount of Aries. So those are kind of like the ruling energies in my chart for sure. How do you feel they like compliment for you? Um, I definitely feel like a strong resonance between the, the cancer and the Libra energy. Like that to me is this more kind of graceful, compassionate, um, nurturing, like divine mother energy that I feel, I feel really passionate about like channeling through me in all of my, just everything that I do. But, um, the Aries energy is interesting because I also have like a lot of, um, just like fire and passion. And, um, of course, not that that's a bad thing, but I don't know if you, um, if you look at your North and South nodes, have you looked at your North and South nodes? Yeah. So my North node is also in Libra. So my South node is in Aries and then my moon is in Aries. Um, 
and then there's one other placement, but so it's, it's funny because my North node is like, and then my midheaven, which is also like an aspirational sign is in cancer. So it's very much like I'm aiming towards this like Libra cancer energy. And that's like my expression in the world. But then I do have this underlying like intensity, um, that is like, I'm always kind of like, okay, what's the healthy way of channeling this? Like I'm constantly in relationship to like, what does that look like? And then I can also kind of tend towards the South node energy of being like, um, separating myself and like withdrawing. And it creates a little bit of like survival energy, which is like that Aries, um, South node of like, I'm just going to do it myself. Like I don't need anybody. (laughs) I'm like, that's not my highest self. Like, why do I do that? So I'm always like working with that because like, I feel like in my wholeness and like my like healthy expression, like I love community and people and, you know, sharing and nourishing and creating beauty with people and collaborating. But sometimes that like Aries energy, if not channeled correctly, I feel like can lead to like shutting off from that. And then I don't feel very good. (laughs) I am cancer Aries Aries. So I totally, I'm like Mm. so (laughs) a lot with my cancer and I've always felt like this nurturing side of myself, but then I have done a lot of integrating of this more fiery side because she definitely like, this is part of my inner child for sure. Like she wants to be seen. She gets loud when she's not seen. Um, So yeah, that fire, I just, it's a lot of nurturing of that and expressing in healthy ways that fire. So it's not that um, more unhealthy version of fire. Totally. Totally. What's your, do you know what your South node is in? I believe it's Scorpio, but I'd have to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) 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 say that my, my water, my cancer is like always like putting out my fires. Like I'm sorry. (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Do you know your life path? The, the number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a three. Beautiful. Yes. And that's, yeah. that makes so much sense when I look at your Instagram, cause that's like the creative and play. And that is like that lighter side of you that you like, maybe even your inner child, this is that inner child number. So that's so yeah. beautiful. I feel like you create in that lens. Does that resonate? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I do feel feel that is maybe my inner child. And I've been told like when I used to be, um, work in fitness, like one of the feedback things I would get a lot is like that I'm too serious. Um, and like, I think that people wanted like a more like fun, like light expression. And, and oftentimes in like the way that I teach, which I've worked on this to channel more of that, like compassion, light, playful energy, but I can take things so seriously. Um, and isn't it like, I think I read this, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, like you're uh, with a three, like you're, you're constantly working on like being experiencing joy. Like, is that correct? Like joy is like something that you struggle with. Well, yeah, there's this flip side of the three that it sort of 
kind of puts itself in a box where it like can't create because if it's not creating for an outcome or if it doesn't look a certain way, it loves to like cage itself a little bit in that. <laughs> and really it's here to just express and just do mm-hmm. it anyway. Um, but it does hold itself back a little in, in that essence. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it resonates. I, I have those both. Yeah. yeah I have both. Sides. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that also the seriousness and maybe the cancer, who knows, but I feel like the serious, maybe that Aries moon too. I oh, for sure. Out, like just taking things way too seriously. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's cause it's like the warrior. It's like we like in my, in my fitness classes, it was like, I really just saw it as like, to me, I actually didn't think I was being so serious, but to like the average person, they felt like it was so serious. Cause I would be like, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Like, this is an opportunity to like, really like practice, like showing up to life. And like, I would just make it this whole thing. And I think people are like, girl, like, I just want to listen to some hip hop and like move for a little bit. Like, do you have to make it like this whole thing where we're like fighting for something like our, you know, and I, I would just like, yeah. <laughs> passionate, that fire. Yeah. <laughs> do you know your human design? Yeah. So I am a manifesting generator with a one three profile line. <clears throat> we kind of were messaging over that today. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> share what the one three is just quickly. Yeah, me. I forget like what the the official title of it is, but yeah. basically the one three is um, all about learning through direct experience and like kind of you know, trial and erring your way through life to experience. Like I am definitely one of those people who's like, tries everything kind of thing, you know, like tries it. Does it work? Do I like it? And then kind of filters it though, through this, like to derive the wisdom from it. So I've actually always been someone who never really thinks of like, you know, substances as being bad or certain experiences as being bad rather like I see things as like like what what is there like what's the lesson or the medicine or the teaching can I like extract that and then from that space I choose like do I want to engage with that or do I not want to engage in it it's it's definitely like um wisdom through direct experience and also um there's the investigator piece so like I'm if I'm passionate about something, I go like all in to almost like, uh, not a fault, but like right on the edge, (laughs) you know? Um, and whether that's through experiences or just kind of like obsessively diving into it, um, to then be able to, um, teach though, it's usually like then to be able to relay those, the wisdom and the lessons to community or, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that, that the investigator is the one, right? I believe. Yes. Yes. I am a five one and I definitely resonate with Okay. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is the one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, let's go there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what's behind that. And then what's behind that. And then, and then what's behind that. Like, I'd always be like, 
why? Like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like I'm someone who takes like, okay, if this is what like we're, we're talking about, then I, then it's like, I take it down to like the very like root of it to see like, is it true? Or is it not true? And I always will like tell Danielle, cause she has a one in her profile too. I'm like, I don't get how people can't like, they, they get stuck on like this level. Like, don't you want, like, what about this? And then this, and then this, but then they just accept this level. But like, what about what <laughs> it's like, it's like, it has to go to like the, the, the nth degree of like truth. And if it doesn't withhold that, then like it's discarded or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it resonate with that. I'm like I'm always asking why. And I'm just like, why don't they see things the way I see things? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, the rabbit holes, all of it. Yes. <laughs> what color most represents you today? Mm. Um, so I'm actually currently wearing like these hot, like magenta, hot pink, <laughs> hot pants, um, hot pink, <laughs> like magenta, um, like velour pants. So that's kind of like my, that's like what I would say my color, like that's the color that I feel like represents me overall is like this hot pink, like uh, kind of like magenta color. That's like, feels like it's, it's like the heart and like the feminine, but it's also like activating. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like the energy. (laughs) What a perfect way. Like that is exactly it. It's very much like love energy, but it's like, like passion <laughs> and like all of the fire. Also, it's a complete compliment of your signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving? The first thing that's coming to mind is, um, like we have to be that to ourselves to then experience that or be that in the world. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what comes to mind. (laughs) So perfect. So beautiful. That's simple and clean. And yeah, thank you. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so it's, it is the key, this inner work, this first step, and then we can give to those around us and support those around us. Yeah. (laughs) What is in the realm of possibilities for the next six months to come for you? What can we expect from Elizabeth, from the adeptist, all of, all of it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely stepping into like a, a, I I'm in this new phase, I guess I should say I'm in this new phase of creation. Um, really, uh, feeling like I've never felt more clear and anchored in like uh, my mission and just, um, really like the cohesion of everything, like the unity and everything that I'm putting out into the world and just the direct extension of myself doesn't feel fragmented anymore, which is really, been uh something that I've worked hard to cultivate over the last couple of years because it's like I feel like I was always looking for like I want it to feel like it's just it's me like it's 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 just everything that I there's like we were talking about like there's no separation it's uh it's just so radically in alignment um so that said um I 
I actually just opened my um, 777 mastermind, which is uh, what I'm calling the golden era business mastermind. And it's really all about acknowledging that the golden era isn't somewhere in the future, but rather it's something that first we, we realize is something we create internally. And then from that space, growing and scaling businesses in, in resonance with that energy and in those frequencies. So it's a business mastermind, but it's also like aligning with this new paradigm golden era, like really creating in this more um, sustainable way that is rooted in love and rooted in prosperity, of course, for you, but for all. So that that's a six months, six month mastermind. And that starts in January. Um, and then, yeah, I have, um, my lightworker lab course, which I'm currently teaching, but that'll be reopening again in, um, March, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I'm working on a new podcast project, uh, really under the same lens of <clears throat> interviewing people who are already embodying this golden era state of mind. So they've actualized this new paradigm kind of golden era in their mind, in their hearts, in their being, and then they're creating from that space. So that's um, it's, it's going to be more like a series within the podcast and really just, I want to showcase like, you know, this isn't something that we, you know, I think some people think like, Oh, when, when is the new earth going to be here? And it's like, it's here. You have to choose it though. And if you don't choose it, then you're going to be either you're, you're more apt to be influenced and be pulled in different directions and, and feel lost during these times. Really. It's something that you just get to choose and then create in that space. And it's, it's scary. It's confronting because it's, it's new and it's not been done before. And it's very, um, to the human nervous system. It's, it's like, polar opposite of what we've been conditioned in, but that's really like my, my focus. Um, and then, yeah, those are really like my main projects and, you know, um, and, and just also like in general, like creating more community in my life and through my business, but also in real life and, um, yeah, just really focusing on that. So beautiful. Everyone needs to go check her out. And this is the exact time that she can share with you guys where you can check her out, where you can find these programs, find her podcast, find all of her magic. Yeah. Where people find you. Yeah. So everything is just the adeptist. Um, so my Instagram is at the adeptist website is theadeptist.com, and that's where you'll find everything. Um the 777 mastermind, Lightworker Lab, um, all of my courses and offerings and coaching and um, the podcast, all of it is there. Um, so yeah. Yay. Well, I am so grateful for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> all of it, even with the <laughs> ins and outs that we experienced throughout it all, but we made it to the other end. And yes. I'm so excited for you guys and I'm thankful for you guys for listening and yeah please 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 go check her out she is magic walking <laughs> thank walking you magic. Like, 
<laughs> thank you so much, Lauren. And thank you so much for having me and just for creating a space to like really anchor in love <laughs> and, and light and truth and like, just like genuine reflection and conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you guys, you have a beautiful rest of your day. We will see you on in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening.